0: In the year 2525, if man is still alive, if woman can survive, they may find.
1: Welcome to the Lost Zone Podcast. My name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And we're here to bring you the news that falls through the cracks. This week we have our first ever interview, someone who worked on a special project for Marvel Studios. They call themselves the
2: Guardians of the Galaxy. What a bunch of a-holes.
0: I'm
1: But before we get into that, we should actually uh, talk about our sponsors this week. Um, we got this a couple week, of them, right? We have a couple of them, yeah. This week we're brought to you by uh, FerretHandjobs.com mm. and MammothErections.com. Yeah. And we'd like to give a shout out to both of them and say thank you for uh, sponsoring our show this week. Yeah,
3: I, 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 you told me that we got these sponsors pretty cool every time we get somebody who wants to help us out. So I really appreciate it. I haven't done any research on them. Uh, sounds a... No, Go to be honest, on,
1: but... I haven't either. I just, uh, I'm just i just happy to have him on board.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Ferret Handjobs and Mammoth Direction.
1: Yeah, so uh, without further ado, uh, we're going to jump right into the show.
3: Here's the interview. We are talking today with Sally, co-founder of Oreo and Friends, the animal encounters company inspired by a sweet, cheeky, charismatic raccoon called Oreo. Uh, Sally and Oreo recently finished working with director James Gunn on the Marvel Studios movie Guardians of the Galaxy. Where Oreo is the model raccoon for the film's ballistics-loving character, Rocket the Raccoon. Uh, welcome to the Lost at Home podcast, Sally, and thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thanks for asking.
3: So, I guess we'll just start out. If you want to give uh, you know the listeners out there a little bit of background on you and you know your group, Oreo and friends, what you do.
2: Yeah, sure, no problem. Um, it's an it's an as you said it's an it's an animal encounters company, and um, that covers the whole of the country. We've been going for quite a few years now. Um, basically, it, it started because of mine and my husband's love of animals um, and our accumulation of interesting pets and some of them are rescues as well. Um, Oreo, it, Oreo's name is is um, heads up the company because uh, when we had Oreo as a tiny baby and hand reared him, um, lots of people were just really interested in. Obviously, raccoons over here are quite unusual, um, and everybody wanted to meet him. And it kind of went from. Taking him out sort of voluntarily to it to it becoming a job,
0: oh very uh, nice,
2: yeah, he've he, got a lot to thank him for with
1: uh, marvel studios uh is this the first movie company you've ever worked with
2: um it's it's the first movie company yes
1: yeah, and uh did they contact you, or was this something you reached out to them about?
2: no 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 i no, not at all no, they contacted us, um they'd been they came over to the u k to film um, and James Gunn decided that he wanted to have a real live raccoon on set. He wanted to meet a raccoon. Um, wanted a raccoon to uh, meet the animators. Um, so they got in touch with us. Um, I think they rang someone else first, another encounter company. Um, but they they weren't didn't have a raccoon. Um, so, uh, but they knew that we did, um, and it just so happened that. Uh, w- Oreo, one of our seven raccoons, just, just fitted the bill really for what they were looking for. So uh they invited us to go down and, and meet the team, which we did.
3: That's awesome. Uh how long did you spend with James and the the animators and the crew uh working on the set?
2: Oreo was down initially he was down there for a day um being filmed, doing all sort doing all sorts of things. Um they wanted to uh, look at look at all of his movements and that sort of thing. Look at his fur. Um, obviously they wanted to make, decided they wanted to make Rocket look as real life as they possibly could, as realistic as they possibly could, rather than look, look like a cartoon character. Um, so they, they, they did everything about Oreo, just everything. Um, and then since then, we've met up with the, um, with James a couple of times as well, oh, but that's... not at the studios.
1: Uh, was there a certain level of, uh, training involved with Oreo or were they just curious about seeing any raccoon?
2: yeah there the, the wasn't any training at all um it, it, they particularly liked the look of oreo um we had to set originally we had to send lots of photos um and videos of him to the studios before they decided whether they wanted to use him or not um and then when we got down there, they were interested in how his hands moved, you know how tactile he was. Um, which ways his ears moved to different sounds, um, and, and, that, and that sort of thing, um, what he looked like in different situations, um, and that sort of thing, really.
3: Okay, that actually kind of uh, answered a little bit of my next question. I was mm-hmm. I was actually curious if James uh, and the crew were familiar ahead of time with the biology and the general mechanics of raccoons, if they had done other research, yeah. or if, if it was more of your interactions that served as the primary education and research for the group.
2: I think they had done some research but uh, they hadn't, as far as I know anyway, they hadn't met with a a live raccoon. He was the first live raccoon that they'd actually studied up close and personal Um, and the guy's Um, They played with him, James played, got down on the floor and played with him Um, and the the guys that were going to be having a lot of input into the creation of Rocket also got down and uh, played with him, rough and tumbled with him, saw which way his fur went and all that sort of thing. It was a a really, really good day and the whole of the team showed Oreo the utmost respect as well, considering he was there for such a long time. Um, you know, they sh- they showed him a lot of respect um whilst doing their job as well. So it yeah, it will work really, really well.
1: Um I'm sorry, I'm just going through the questions. You've actually answered some of these ahead of time for
3: us. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I I it sounds like it may have been uh partially also just a nice excuse for James and the crew to play with adorable animals all day. So I mean
2: James is a massive animal lover. He's a he's a ma- he's a massive, massive animal lover. Um and so since since we've met him he has met he's met loads of our animals, um, not just Oreo, you know, lots of them. But so his love for animals really shone through. And I think everybody knows he's said that Rocket's the heart of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and he showed that when he met, when he met Oreo, Oreo took to him straight away and he was quite happy to jump all over him. Um, <laughs> and James shows no fear of animals, which is really important. Cause you don't really get to see what an animal is like if, if you're frightened of it, and he wasn't frightened of him at all. He just got straight in there and gave him the old belly rubs and <laughs> and it's just a just which is a really good way to get to get to know him whether really. he's he's a complete natural with animals, he really is.
3: That's awesome um i I can understand that actually I came from a growing up animals were part of the family in my house, and sometimes I yeah. have to hold myself back from not just wanting to you know go to every dog or cat or whatever that runs down the street and <laughs> just you know realize that you know, animals might need their space as well, so it was nice that he felt comfortable <laughs> uh you know had a natural dynamic um Was there anything specific that uh came out of the study without giving anything crazy away for the movie? Uh, that they were initially unaware of as far as you know maybe the mechanics or how uh the personality of raccoons <laughs> that uh maybe made them go whoa we need, yeah, to, yeah. we need to use this in the movie or something like that
2: yeah, definitely i mean we 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 spoke to so many people that day um about all the little quirks um i mean raccoons raccoons are extremely interesting animals anyway they're extremely smart they're extremely cunning um they they're extremely tactile their dexterity is completely amazing um so it is already quite believable that a raccoon can master the art of uh, manipulating certain things um but I, i'm i'm they they said that they learned a lot um, I can't get really really say anything else. <laughs> Fair enough. too much away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, wait, we'll wait. I guess it.
1: along those same lines, uh without giving too much away, have you actually seen any footage uh besides the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy?
2: Um obviously we saw various things whilst we were down there. Um but I I certainly uh, certainly you know, we had to sign a um some documentation, so I I I really couldn't say.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> Um, How do you feel about the translation from uh, Oreo from real life to digital?
2: From what I've seen, they've done a really, really good job. Um, Purely from seeing the trailer and the other few bits and bobs that have um, been on the internet, um, it really does it it really does look like oreo um rocket really does look like oreo um from what I can see, and it looks very very realistic the fur particularly it, it it does look he does look really they've done a really they've done a really really good job. We could see from i think probably in the first half an hour of being there we could see that they were going to do a really really good job it it was it was very obvious you know they knew what they were doing nice very good um
3: yeah. Now I know uh, you said you haven't worked with any uh, other movie studios before necessarily, but uh, I know Oreo is obviously getting the most attention because of this major blockbuster. But do you see any other up-and-coming <laughs> animal actors in your group? I read through the bios that you've got on your website, and it sounds like you've got a whole host of characters that I don't know if, if you feel that any others would be. Hollywood well, you down.
2: don't know, do you? <laughs> you never, know, you never know, do you? And we are blessed with a wonderful array of animals. Um, you get back what you put in um, and we've put a lot, an awful lot of, of effort into them. Um, they are extremely responsive to human interaction. We don't train them. Um, they are not just naturally responsive to human interaction. So who knows? Who, who knows what will happen as, as a result of this? Um, I don't know. We're, we're op- open to to talk to anybody and open to anything really as, as long as the, there's no harm to the animals and as long as if the animals are happy we're happy basically
3: absolutely um, well yeah I mean uh, it sounds like um, you know you've definitely got things moving up in the company I'm glad you guys especially as an animal encounters company like this the education you do and I read you know even sometimes therapy and other uh, you know positive things you do with animals yeah, I'm, glad, absolutely. I'm glad you're getting the attention so
2: Thank you. It, I mean, it's really wide ranging. We're very, very lucky. We consider ourselves to be very, very lucky.
1: All right. Um, as a follow up to that question, um, I was just curious: Did they have you bring in any other animals besides Oreo uh,
2: to the studio? Yes. Uh, no. The, on the day, the, the, the day we went down with Oreo to the actual Shepparton studios, uh, we, only, we only took Oreo. He, uh. was the, he was the only one that they, that, that they were studying. Um, but we but we oh, um, and actually, we, we took a younger one as well. We we took about our baby raccoon. I think, yeah, everybody's seen the photo of Dave Batista holding a very tiny raccoon. That one is ours as well. Oh, that nice. was one that we were hand rearing at the time, so she went down as well. Yeah, there's a, a picture all over the internet of Dave Batista holding a tiny, tiny little raccoon. That's Podge. Um, she she went as well. Um, but we, and I'm sure at the loads of photos all over the internet i'm sure james won't mind me saying loads of photos all over the internet of him with with lots of different animals and they they belong to us as well oh very nice
1: all right um well thank you sally for taking your time to meet us
2: yeah very welcome thank you thank you for bringing
1: oh no problem um for those of you who want to check it on uh, sally and her group of adorable friends you can catch up with them on the web at uh www.oreoandfriends.co.uk and uh, I would highly suggest the YouTube clip of uh, Sorry the Meerkat. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty astounding. Yeah, I, 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 I,
3: the, the the nodding off video. I just I couldn't. Anybody who loves adorable animal videos, and if you don't, you're you're an evil person. And you're yeah. Um, you you have to. You should definitely check that one out because uh, it's it's awesome.
2: It gives I, you the warm fuzzies. Oh yeah,
3: absolutely. I I didn't know what to expect when I went through. I watched almost all the videos and read pretty much all the bios and. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So I, I highly suggest anybody. It's just a lot of interesting stuff going on on the website and it's really cool what you guys are doing. So we re- we really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Yeah. Thank you again.
2: Thank you too. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. you yeah. Too.
3: Same.
1: Thank you. Have a great day.
2: <laughs> you too. Take care. Bye-bye. You too.
3: Bye. All right. So that was the interview we promised you. Uh, and I know we said this a couple of times during the interview, especially at the end, that we wanted to just... Reiterate the thanks we had to Sally for uh for doing this interview. She was really cool. I mean, like the you can tell she really loves what she does. She was so easy to talk to. Oh, definitely. And, she
1: was a pleasure to have on air. And it
3: was it was awesome. And I like the fact that like we were able to geek out equally it started out as us geeking out about expecting to geek out about Guardians of the Galaxy, but I got to geek out about uh cuddly animals and, you know, show my softer side after ah. After all these, all, all these, you know, uh, last few podcasts of people thinking I was just an animal, <laughs> and I am, but a cuddly animal inside. going to want to see that soft side oh, of you. Yes. Oh, well, you know, I'm Tw- going to actually... Twitter's been a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, have. Uh, if you go to my Facebook page, uh, there are a lot of pictures of me dressed up in panda suits. Your Facebook for... profile
1: picture right now is a hamster, isn't it? It's a guinea pig. Guinea, in, pic, in guinea a frog,
3: pig. In a frog, uh, knitted frog suit.
1: That makes a lot of sense. I
3: found it on the web, and I just haven't changed it since, because I thought it was adorable and pretty cool and it you know it, it suits my personality so it definitely uh, does yeah <laughs> uh, so we we did think we we expected to geek out about guardians of the galaxy uh we wanted to ma- mostly talk about sally's involvement in the film and stuff like that but i thought afterwards it'd be cool to just check in a little bit about guardians of the galaxy in general i've got to be honest with you aside from the you know few comics i read when from i mean back from either when i was a kid or a little bit recently catching up on it Outside of that, I haven't really... It wasn't until you brought it to me that I was even aware yeah, think, they, uh, that there was a movie. Which... Yeah,
1: they've relaunched the series recently, and it's got a different structure, different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's different. Um, it's part of Marvel's intergalactic series. Um, in fact, the new relaunch started with Iron Man as part of the team. He, uh, he went to space. And I guess a lot of people, when Iron Man 3, was it the last one? Yeah, when Iron yeah. Man 3 came out, they were hoping for a post credit scene where possibly he flew into space and met up with them. And I mean, that's honestly like a fanboy's pipe dream. It didn't happen. And it's kind of sad, honestly, because that would have been a really cool way to end the movie as opposed to him sitting on the couch with uh, (laughs) Bruce Banner (laughs) talking about his mental issues yeah. and hey
3: want some cheetos i'm Let's make sad. some popcorn i'm so sad yeah emo <laughs> iron man
1: <laughs> emo iron man
3: but you know uh well but yeah we, the, the we team get a now bit is it, right? different
1: than it was and i gotta say my favorite part of it all is uh rocket raccoon that's exactly why we sought out sally For
3: everything i've uh, been reading online like he's the heart and soul of i mean i'm not saying anything against the other people who play in this obviously but no, i mean the characters are all cool but he really everything i was shines. everybody was excited about seeing rocket raccoon yeah
1: right? he's like a cute cuddly animal i mean when marvel does this in the fall I think it's coming out actually in August so late summer yep. Um, they're going to merchandise the hell out of them there's going to be like stuffed animals oh, yeah. and and it's gonna be weird to buy your kid a stuffed animal of a raccoon, but he's holding a giant gun.
3: Yeah. Well it's probably, yeah. it's
1: probably gonna be sewn right in, you know. Absolutely.
3: You can't even like snip it out so your you know, nope. kid's like, No guns for you. It's like, no, I want rocket raccoon. Well if you did if you did on.
1: snip it off, I mean you'd be cutting the gun off at his fist, so out <laughs> of his did? fist would be this
3: plume of stuffing yeah. Yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> even better. It's like what's Rocket doing with Like this his is fist? what happens when you don't uh, take Hunter's safety. The gun just blows up in your hand. Yeah.
1: What's wrong with Rocket's hand?
3: <laughs> yeah, and you just like ruined your child's day. So just leave the gun intact. Buy this, we're assuming this new piece of uh merchandise that's gonna be coming out.
1: Yeah, um also uh this summer oh, gosh, I'm sorry I don't have the facts. I believe it's this summer, it might be this fall, there's a new Rocket Rock, Raccoon solo comic coming out. Um it's actually illustrated by the same guy that did the Wizard of Oz redo.
3: Oh
0: my um,
1: god. I think it's just called Oz. Um, yeah, I li-
3: I really like his stuff. I can't remember the artist's name.
1: I know. But... I feel totally unprepared. I cannot yeah. think of a name for life, maybe. But the uh, the, artist seri- up, the artist here, the artist right? in that series, is amazing. It yeah. looks really colorful and imaginative, and it's well done. And it's detailed, and he's actually doing the new Rocket That's Raccoon comic cool. solo I'll, I'll comic. Check
3: that out, yeah. Um, I, I think I, I'm. I don't know. I mean, and you you're a little bit more familiar with the comic series and uh and and the movie stuff. Is the do you know if the the new movie is more based on the reboot uh, comic? Or... It definitely looks like it's
1: almost 100% based on the reboot. Okay. It follows the same cast. It looks like it has the um, look, the feel, and the action of it. But the sh- the comic really doesn't have the humor that I'm seeing in the trailer. And I think James Gunn, the director, is really bringing that to the helm. Like Yeah. They cast comedians. It looks pretty funny. Yeah, I think it's Andy from I don't know,
3: like I can't remember his real name, but Andy from Parks and Rec. Yeah, he's
1: a he's a great comedian. And I gotta say, seeing him in that role, like it felt like during the opening clip of the trailer, like Indiana Jones, but funny.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I see. I I've read a little bit about the uh, because people are talking about this is a really risky endeavor because it's not a huge. Yeah, no one knows this team's name. Um, But I read something recently about why it's destined to be a hit, and one of them actually one of the. Shoutouts was about Rocket, Rocket the Raccoon being pretty much such a cool character, a lovable character. Yeah. But also the there was the humor and the fact that you can almost catch people off guard. First of all, it just has Marvel Studios at the top. The, the diehard fans the fanboys and it's are, part of phase realize too.
1: It. it it really is part of the story and I, and
3: I think you might actually bring some people who wouldn't otherwise just be like oh because it's a Marvel movie I'm gonna go see it you actually might get a whole group of people who just see the trailer and go that looks like a kind of funny action cool movie yeah. I'm gonna go see that it looks and, like
1: Avengers meets Star Wars yeah.
3: and I still think you'll get the fanboys going multiple times
1: yeah so. I definitely agree yep all right, um, so we're going to move into our next section. Um, this is the awesome or asinine app section, where yes. sometimes we find the most ridiculous apps, sometimes we find the most amazing. And uh, this week, since we started off with an interview about a raccoon... Um, I think we're gonna just stick with the theme. We're gonna do an animal theme show. That's and, good
3: because that's how I prepared it. And our app may not seem
1: like it's about animals, but if you know men, you know men are animals. Oh, um, what we're gonna talk you... about today is the bro app. Nice, um, nice.
2: For Whoa. anyone,
1: for anyone out there who is an iPhone user, sorry. Um, I know the phone's a better phone than an Android. <clears throat> sorry, Android, but um, it just is. Um, But um, no, this app is for Android only, and essentially the Bro app allows you to set texts to send to specific people, phone numbers, etc., in your contacts list at specific times, and it's essentially so guys can go out drinking with their buddies and when they're out of the town and too oh, drunk, okay. and they're afraid to like drunk dial their girl, or maybe drunk dial the wrong girl, or, or the, just be like, "Girl, oh, at mom. home, just
3: watching TV." Yeah, instead yeah, of, yeah, essentially,
1: yeah. It says like, "I love you" at yeah. seven o three, where you know you're going to be doing Jaeger bombs, yeah. or
3: or you can just time your cheating. Or I'm, so yeah, exactly. And it's it falls Thinking into, of you, honey, while he's, he's just doing something absolutely terrible behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, basically, men are animals. We yep. we. I'm not speaking for myself, but there's a good. The percentage of us out there who would use this app and would totally be hooking up with different girls, going out and getting wasted, and they're going to time their messages. And when I heard this, I thought, wow, this could actually have practical applications. Maybe you want to send the same text to someone every day just saying, like, to your actual wife, I love you. But you have a busy job and you just don't have time, you know. It might be a nice thing, but at the same time, I think it's only well, the going that it's, to be used for evil.
3: Well, it, it's the fact that I mean, by the looks of it, it was specifically tailored to or or uh, catered to this demographic. I guess it
1: is definitely specifically demographically. Which is, which is too bad because I feel sentiment. like they're kind of limiting
3: themselves. Like I must have been a bunch of bros, which I, doesn't make sense that bros would also be the programmers that came up with it. But maybe the bros that came up with the concept. Well, they could
1: just be the idea men,
3: exactly. And uh, yeah. the 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 Winkled Voss, tw- or whoever they were in the in, in the social network, or rather the, the Facebook <laughs> world, you know the the cool like Harvard rowing team dudes that come up with an idea, but don't actually how to know how to do anything. and Then they get the Zuckerbergs to actually program it for them. Yeah, exactly. To make some money. And in this case, uh, I don't know. It just it sounds like it would have more applications outside of it instead of just trying to like target it to this small group of you know douchebags. You I don't know. Now it might actually get people who. I mean, I, I might want to use it, but I don't necessarily want to be caught with a bro app on I my know, phone. I know,
1: exactly. It automatically right now has a negative connotation just for its existence and in, in its inception. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you're using this and your girlfriend, wife, fiance, etc. sees this, they're probably going to think the worst. They're going
3: to think the worst, yeah.
1: Yeah, they, there's no other way to and spin it. And even if it. you
3: use it for the right things and you send like an I love you thing like timed out, they're going to be like, who are you fucking? Also, I got to say there's who one. Who are you doing da- right now? There's
1: one plot hole in this app. Plot hole may not be the right terminology, but um, okay. You time an app. You time the app to say, "I miss you. I love you." At seven o three, what happens when she texts right back? Mm. And then you don't respond. And then your next time response is like, I don't know, something completely unrelated. Well, it that's, doesn't that's, answer her that's question. Where if,
3: you're, if you're a smart app designer, I would assume that if you got uh, something back, you would then have maybe some. Uh, it would read the some, text
1: and tailor it, or
3: even, even if it doesn't read the text, just have like some randomized generic response that you can send back. That also then says, "Gotta go, catch up with you later," kind of things. So that way, you can kind of give an immediate response, but one says, "If I were to write the douchebag app, yeah, uh, this is how I would make sure that it yeah. was relatively Se- foolproof."
1: Seven o'clock, your wife gets a text, or your girlfriend because gets a text. I'm gonna, uh, I love you. She writes you right back, something oh serious, yeah, yeah. Oh. like, "I love you too." I think I'm late. Oh, and, then, and you, then your next text that comes through at 7.20 goes, yeah, I think I'm going to be late. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mean, like, meaning you want to party more, yeah. so you have it auto set to yeah. give you more time out. And she's like, what do you mean? Are you making fun of me? I think I'm pregnant. And then it's just like <laughs>
3: nothing for eight hours. Yeah, and then you just don't respond. Or, or it just goes back with like an LOL wink emoticon or something. Yeah. Like
0: that.
3: A heart. Yeah. Heart, yeah, he's like, oh, he's so sweet, and she's yeah. like, oh, he's good. With cute- I, I miss you too. I love you too. But I mean, it could backfire way, yeah. seriously. Uh, I'm getting stabbed right now. LOL, Heart. Someone just <laughs> broke into our apartment. <laughs> you say the funniest things. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you cutie pie. You, oh, you're lovely. Well, um, do we? Uh, well, we've been going on an animal theme here. We're so, going to keep this animal theme rolling. But for this we're, show. We're e- believe it or not, even in the year twenty five twenty five, we're still going to be animals. We're going to have animals. <laughs> well, first of all, technically we're animals. Although by the year twenty five twenty five, we—if your whole physical makeup is completely robotic like, and you only have your neurological center—are you technically an animal because your neurological center You're a is cyborg? Still, I think it's a completely different class. It's, it's different. Okay all right uh, that was just an off look, side like this by the way session. look
1: forward to that in 2025 an entire class of people we can now discriminate against all right well cyborgs
3: well here is oh i can't wait yeah yeah no, there's gonna marriage be a whole new class of racism no cyborg <laughs> marriage what yeah so uh in the year twenty let's do it let's do it in the, in the year
1: twenty five twenty five. Um, This week, we have tech that lets us talk to animals.
0: Yay. Um,
1: I'd like to uh, have a disclaimer here. The tech that lets us talk to animals does not exist yet, but there are actually people working on it right now. We're talking about the
3: future, right? We're talking by the year 2525. By the year 2525. Our cyborg pets will be able to talk to the cyborg humans.
1: And now, also, right off the top in this discussion, I want to apologize, because this story is actually about a uh, person working on this technology right now, and I cannot pronounce this professor's name for the life of me. Um, I'm going
3: to give it a try, though. Are you ready? Yeah, we can just overdub it with perfect pronunciation from Google. Or like something Siri like. or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Scott Bear, please, please, do it. Yeah.
1: All right, so the name is Khan Slobodchikov
3: probably perfect. There
1: are a lot of consonants and not a lot of vowels. So I'm, I'm I my apologies if they actually listen to this or someone tells them about this. I my apologies. I I just have a lot of trouble with a lot. I am going to totally
3: replace it with a robot saying that name. Um like although I, I'm actually curious how the how the Google uh would the Google <laughs> would actually... <laughs> you sound yeah, like oh, you're 50. Yeah. The Google. Oh, that crazy... The Google just talks about things... From free well,
1: that's how you're going to talk in the year twenty five
3: twenty five. Uh Well, yeah, if I'm still yeah, alive. Yeah, if you're still alive. You if
1: I'm like, still Google. alive. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, this professor of uh, Northern Arizona University has actually been studying prairie dogs okay. um, extensively. Um, they apparently have a very sophisticated animal language that they're trying to decode, and right off the bat, you might be like, prairie dogs? <laughs> Why? Um, Other animals have languages. Bees yeah. talk to each other through pheromones. Mm-hmm. I talk uh, to bees. Whales I and talk dolphins. To whales. Yeah, you know, they have their own sing style language through sonar and communication. Human beings
3: talk to human beings. Oh, yeah, we do that Even all the dumb. time. We're Crazy. doing it right now to each other. Oh my! You blew my mind. That sounded dirty. Oh. <laughs> 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 In the year twenty-five, twenty-five, just gotta blow minds. So yes. Yeah. Um. they she chose Perry. He's dogs a mind for... prostitute. <laughs> kissing mine and sucking the boot
1: we're gonna have a hard time getting through this segment
3: <laughs> well could you please continue jeez man i on. know i
1: keep dragging on, on your this. Shit together
3: we i've been been trying to talk about prairie dogs all day i told i told you i want this to be animal centric so we can touch on prairie dogs in not in a dirty way but totally dirty way please so let's continue touching on prairie dogs okay so prairie dogs have a cool language apparently
1: right? they do um the two reasons why they studied prairie dogs before all these other animals that have these communication systems that most of us are very well aware of is that they live in large numbers. They live in over 100 sometimes, maybe bigger amounts, in their little packs. I don't know if pack's the accurate word. Maybe it's a murder of fairy dogs. <laughs> well, I don't know. I know a, a, a
3: gaggle? A gaggle right? of yeah. fairy dogs. No, it's probably a pack. They're, well, it's actually, probably. they're not really dogs, though, right? They're just, like, they're weird. I want to say pack because they're, okay. Oh, well, they're that's a pack. A, a before pack we drag this out further. You know what? I can also, I'll just go back and overdub us saying the right thing every time with that same robot <laughs> That would voice. actually be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Siri just keeps fixing yeah. us. yeah. The gaggle of prairie dogs.
1: Um, It's because they live in large numbers and also because they live above ground. It's easy to record them talking. And Ah. when I say talking, it's that they've noticed that they actually have a very complex series of noises that they make. That not only alert them to predators, but they specify the predators by species, size, and color based on the noises they make. So as, it is
3: more of like an actual spoken language in a way than it is just a... It's very clear to like,
1: what we do, yeah. As opposed
3: it, to like a rough form of communication, it's being like... If a, if a human walks here prairie crap. dogs,
1: they will literally
3: speak to what the human is, looks like... And, and probably like what their intention is. Yeah. Being like this guy looks like he's up to no good. Yeah, and they, uh, <laughs> they literally have that
1: complex of a language. So what they've been doing based on the prairie dogs' favorite food, which is sunflower seeds they've been trapping them and marking them and re-releasing them so that they can not only follow the communication as a herd. We're going to go herd now. Oh, now we're herd. We're (laughs) switching. (laughs) Again, we're just going to overdub it with (laughs) them. But they can also do it by individuals. So, like, one that's been tagged will have its own way of talking, just like humans do, and they've been able to differentiate. And the idea is, by going through this, they're figuring out their complex social systems of cues, chirps, squeaks, etc., that basically flesh out their lives and what they found is we could map their entire language using those hundred individuals they've been able to figure out what their chitter chatter is which and then you could you could create if you've ever listened to someone whose language is so foreign from yours that like if you listen to someone who speaks french spanish german you pick up that certain words sound similar yeah yeah when you listen to theirs it sounds so foreign that it's almost like you're listening to someone speaking indonesian like Mm-hmm. You, I've heard like, or when like you the raid hear Redemption like Icelandic stuff. or something like yeah. that, um, it's
3: so, so foreign. You, it's can't a totally pick different hemisphere it. than like it's not a a, a Latin based language or romantic language whatsoever. Yeah, um, so essentially the this
1: uh, this this. uh... Uh my god my words are gone I'm like a prairie dog who has
3: no voice <laughs> Oh not yet not yet We no will understand yet. you
1: soon Now this professor is uh, basically trying to figure out exactly how they talk and maybe come up with some kind of application where if you were to hold it up to them while they made their noises it's like the, It would be a direct the prairie
3: dog babblefish or the Google Translate prairie exactly. dog Exactly That would be pretty cool honestly No I agree and uh, I wonder what, every time I come near them if it's just please that's the guy that actually used to touch us too much
1: yeah and being the as vocal of the animals they are i mean this may be our
3: best chance ever at having our first cross species communicator you know i i i like the thought of that and, and and if you start there who knows you might like like learn a little bit more about other species languages or other i don't know what the you know we might be able to figure out that I, I guess we've kind of started thinking about doing that with, you know, dolphins and whales, the more sophisticated the sound Yeah, but out.
1: with the underwater creatures, it's a lot harder to nail down the sounds. Yeah. Uh, water carries sound well, but it's just harder to do the studies. Yeah. I mean, it's way more expensive to have your study underwater yeah. than just sitting in a savanna with a microphone.
3: Yeah, my dad drowned trying to talk to a dolphin for six hours. Oh, uh, well,
1: that's not what I, I mean. he was trying to do with a dolphin. Oh,
3: well, <laughs> I mean, he was he was trying to seduce a dolphin, seduce, and six yeah. minutes later he drowned, so... Uh it was a really really bad application so got a beach ball and some tuna let's make this work <laughs> gargle, gargle 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 and then he was dead <laughs> yeah, it was terrible sorry dad i yeah. uh god bless you yeah <laughs> My dad tried to fuck a dolphin, now he's dead. Gaggle, gaggle, gaggle. Can we work him into every week's story? Like, he just <laughs> dies in a different uh, Oh, yeah. My my dad is actually alive and well, and he's a very, very wonderful man. But, uh, Dad, you're going to die in every I one Mr. of my Johnson. episodes. I'm Mr. Johnson. You're going to die in every one of our episodes, you son of a bitch. So, uh, well.
1: I should take back that porcelain dolphin when I got him at the tree. Oh, what is that? Oh, Christmas tree shop. I almost oh. said
3: the tree shop, but the tree that's shop. not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but that's not where you get porcelain dolls. Yeah, yeah. I went okay. to the tree shop. We got dolls. Well, uh, do we do we want to uh, just like skip right? Into, we're gonna keep with the animal theme. Yeah, we're, we're gonna go into theme. web droppings. Want to do a little, we yeah. little harmony? A little harmony? Because we've we've been doing some intros here. Let's yeah.
0: do it.
3: Web drabby. We'll get that working out just right.
0: Uh, Post post
1: production's going to do wonders on that. Oh yeah, it's
3: it's, it's I'm going to get like the Supremes somehow. Uh, and Kazoo's. <laughs> or just just Kazoo's. <laughs> um, you know what? I might do that actually. Actually, the first web dropping
1: we have today is yours. Yeah, I know. This is uh yeah, lead us off on this. Yep. I haven't so read this one either, the, so. Th-
3: this one actually sounds it sounds cooler with with the headline and I'll actually explain some of it and I actually think it's cool all in all, but the headline is Fish Strike Prevents Airplane from Taking Off from MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa. So we, yeah, we, it's okay. We've heard of uh, people not being able to take off or, you know, planes not being able to take off. They're on the tarmac. They're about ready to take off and they get hit by birds. And they're like, oh, we got to watch out. We don't want to, you know, because... Birds could completely mess up a, a, the entire. They could crash a plane, you know. Yeah. So yeah, they they could be drunk. They're behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Oh my god, it's drunk bird pilot. Co-pilot saw there was a bunch of seed yeah. on the floor of the plane, and he wasn't
3: paying attention. Oh goodness gracious! I could totally eat up that seed. <laughs> and that's oh no! I'm not. Oh, that's, that's why it's... they have that stringent seed testing for the pilots. <laughs>
0: Make sure they're not seeding.
3: Yeah. Like oh my god. Uh well the, the okay. Fish. Usually, you don't have to worry about fish. Usually, when you're sitting on the tarmac waiting to take off, uh, they didn't expect this, but they heard a thump. Uh, they were like taking off or about to take off. Heard a thump. Assumed it was and uh, they th- a bird strike. Just an an innocuous noise. Yeah, but they they knew they actually thought it was a bird strike because that happens. You know, like birds start flying yeah. on planes, and if that happens, there might be like a whole herd of birds, <laughs> <laughs> a murder yeah, yeah, of birds. Uh, yeah, which could happen. yeah a a flock of birds, a pod of birds. Yep. Uh, so there, we're just going to get all of, all of the groups of animals completely wrong. So this herd of birds, a conglomeration of birds, it yes. was a bird herd. You could like, it sounds cooler if it's a bird herd. Cause you can bird make herd. it cool. Yeah. I like that bird, 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 it's birds, of the herd. Can we just not ever do that again? That was terrible. Um, so this bird herd, uh, or they, they thought it might have been one bird out of a bird herd that struck the plane, right? So right. they stopped it. They were like, "Okay, we'll we'll go sweep the uh the runway to see what was what we can find." They were expected to find like a bird carcass, maybe two, and don't the you, only and I mean, "Don't just, you always oh, expect yeah. that?" <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, yes, please. Uh, for, from the from the bird murder, from the murder of birds, yeah. we're short one kosher meal. It was Bring hurt on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this one actually, they turns out they found a uh, sheep's head fish, not a sheep's head, but a sheep's head fish. It's a type of fish. Okay. That uh. So they were just like, How? I'm not familiar with that type of fish. Me either, but it's, it's a fish. And apparently that was the thing that struck the plane. And I mean, they were like, they never expected to be struck by a fish. Like, that's the reason you can't take off. Like, Oh, I could, why why were you delayed for six hours? Oh, you know, a this, fish hit the plane.
1: You know, the story's uh, at the Tampa air force base. And when you first said the, mm-hmm. the fish thing, then you went into the bird thing. The, I just watched life of pie recently. So oh, all okay. I think it was the flying fish. Yeah, I I'm have, like, I've Oh, is this pie. plane hit by a, you know, a conglomerate of flying fish? I don't know. I just I was curious. A flock of
3: flying fish. Yeah. I'm gonna put alliteration in the show too. Ooh, yeah. ooh, nicely. The flock of flying fish. Rock, rock. Um I, when the F comes out, it's gotta just be like seven F words in a row, apparently. <laughs> of uh, course. Because I'm a grown up with a job. <laughs> I'm a grown with up a with job. a job. <laughs> <laughs> um so well I I guess what they decide were what they assumed is actually was kind of bird related the they assume uh that an osprey was perched on the runway you know eating this fish being like, yeah check out what I got and then of course got spooked by the uh airliner taking off and flew up and realized that it needed to actually drop its catch because it was too heavy and in order to get away it actually needed to to oh, drop okay. it and they they said sense. that it it, it probably save the bird's life because if the bird hadn't dropped it It based on the the fact that it hit where it hit on the plane it would have gotten smushed so it turns out that uh you know the the bird was fine the i'm sorry sheep's head
1: also can i can i make a confession before we move on to our next web dropping you absolutely Uh, when you send me the show notes and you put fish strike in quotes and then you start talking about the fish hitting the plane (laughs) um my early thought when I heard fish strike was, like, dock workers. Yeah. Fishermen. I like that. were are on strike. And I was wondering why they were mad at a commercial airline, but I was waiting to see where you went with it. I, I pictured, like— They
3: hire too many birds.
1: like And I don't even know why in my head I pictured this, but, like, a bunch of angry Bostoner dock workers. Yeah. Like, you know, F you and your airline. Your tariffs are ruining our fishing trade. And they're just, like, on the runway, the tarmac, and they're throwing
3: fish at the plane oh, in protest. see— now when you mentioned that just seconds ago i immediately <laughs> <laughs> i immediately got in my head fish cartoon fish with pickets striking like, the air striking because I uh, and I was assuming because they apparently uh hired too many bird pilots they're like what are all these bird pilots are all addicted to seed <sighs> crashing planes and we, and and when you just said that
1: <laughs> let's go let's go i, I just started thinking of how baby fish are fries that's what they're called like fry oh yeah yeah and like it was a fish fry and
3: just, <laughs> <laughs> well uh
1: yeah, I lost that's, it there. That's that's no, right, right.
3: I, I think that rounds it all out. That's, next uh, web dropping. That, that's it. Let's go to the next web dropping here. All what right.
1: Um. Uh. I don't think we need. To what do... you got, Farm Scott? After deadly snake bite, Australian man grabs a beer. Oh,
3: of course, probably a false ass. I
1: hope. Um
3: yeah. um. yeah. I'm just totally stereotyping. I love it.
1: This story uh, obviously comes out of Australia, but uh, let's see what happens when you're bit by the deadliest snake on earth well what do you do you crack a beer
3: well yeah well <laughs> i'm cast in More as will crack a beer and then, of course, I'm assuming it was once again. Yeah, this is uh, a Foster's
1: Rod Somerville, 54 years old of Australia.
3: Oh, he's been bit like a fifth by 1500 snakes. I'm sure he was. Uh, That's crocodile Dundee age right there. He was bit by an eastern brown snake in oh, his backyard last month. I I know from uh, Steve Irwin, the late great Steve Irwin. That's that, a bad that snake, That's right? a real bad snake. Okay. I mean, I don't know about the eastern one, but the brown snake, the brown snake, is one of the worst snakes in the world. Oh, well, you don't let them bite your balls. Your balls fall right off, and
1: also you will die. I'm pretty sure at this point, um, I'm not going to respond to you unless you're in that accent until the story's over. So, oh,
3: okay. So just, I, I mean, okay, all right. Very <laughs> really good
1: then. All right, what you got for um, me? Then? I'm going to read directly from the article for this little portion here. Um, after the bite, the Queensland man said he went inside and called emergency services. He then apparently emergency services. He then apparently grabbed a beer from the fridge and sat down to enjoy the brew while he waited for the ambulance to arrive. I'm just going to go ahead and drink this beer while you arrive. Uh, His reasoning was that panicking would have made it worse. Well, I know. He's probably right, though. Um, There's a quote here from him. Um, I I can't angle it to you to see it well, so um, do you want me to do this one? Do it, do it. Never done an Australian accent in my life well do a
3: terrible one I've
1: done bad UK accents so oh dude do, do a bad uh, Australian accent Oh I said to myself if I'm
3: gonna die I'm gonna have a beer I, that's about that's exactly how I that's exactly how I expected him to to, to sound you know well, like oh by the way, fuck it I mean uh, that's uh, yeah so yeah.
1: Um, so yeah the the Eastern Brown snake is highly venomous and uh you die in 20 minutes. I want to say uh, what they say in the article, but it would make me sound smart. Uh, it says it could deliver four milligrams of venom in a single bite. Is that a lot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Um, there was an anti-venom for it, of course, and the beer drinking man was then picked up by emergency services and treated Oh, I won't properly. take you
3: into venom unless you put it inside a foster. <laughs>
1: see how i rolled the foster you know, right back you think into when it. you live in a country with every animal that can kill you possibly that like foster's beer should be laced with anti-venom
3: that, it should like okay so that would actually the only thing you would have had to do he wouldn't have to call the ambulance just be like gloop and to- off- oh off- that's right i'm cured now gonna go out and do some more shit let me just go out and find more snakes <laughs> uh, on
1: and off topic, this yes. past weekend I was at a Chinese restaurant and I got a can of orange soda. Yeah, it was a classy Chinese restaurant. Oh, absolutely. And I was curious because I always Gotta thought orange fruits. soda was caffeine-free. Um, It isn't. And it's, it's in also... ingredients. So if they're adding caffeine to a soda that has no reason to have any, for no logical reason.
3: No, they just do it. Yeah, like oh, to I, I think if
1: you're in Australia and things are going to bite you and kill you, it should just be
3: in there. Yeah. And maybe it's a selling point. Like – Extra anti venom in yeah. every sip well, because you know like they they cal- they put calcium in everything now. They, like you can buy Coca Cola, I'm pretty sure with calcium. Yeah, because like oh, guess what? Because you're not going to drink enough of this, you're not going to have enough, you're not going to get enough calcium, you're not going to get enough protein. bubble. kids are brittle. Yeah, It's yeah, like those <laughs> those shatter like the 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 like Shyamalan. Yeah, <laughs> the Glass Man. Yeah, so. You know, you just gotta, you know, toss a little extra in there, you know. Fortify everything with whatever, you know, you don't actually want to spend time getting. And in Australia, apparently you need to do that with anti-venom. You're like, oh, I just don't want to die from a brand snake. (laughs) I'm a very... (laughs) I'll and then you got <laughs> those guys who will just let
1: themselves die because they don't want to die. They don't want to take anti-venom from an off-brand beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I have yeah. some class in me. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't want the store brand Yeah, beer.
3: I only, yeah, only drink the micro-brewy anti-venom. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. many, so many Australian hipsters died that way. Oh. <laughs> 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 I'd rather rather die than drink a Foster's.
1: Yeah. He died in his corduroys wearing his monocle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Did well, you hear about that this week? No. That's no. the new hipster trend. Monocles. Monocles? Of you know what's sad is. is I like things like monocles. I don't even know why. I just have this weird fascination. And when they said that, like, I think uh, pocket watches. Yeah. I, I, I well, it's literally... kind of like
3: steampunk stuff, I think, is really cool. Like, well, things yeah. Like that. I literally
1: think they're cool, but the the hipsters, they're totally taking over the well, geek the problem is, aspect okay. of steampunk. They're
3: ruining it. Well, here's the thing. You and I think they're cool because, like, there's a cool atmosphere surrounding it because we've. You know, grow up like I don't know, reading comics about it or seeing movies about it. Get like an atmosphere. I'm not about to freaking wear a monocle. I mean, maybe a stopwatch. That'd be kind of cool. But
1: I, um, I, I I need to shoehorn this in because you just reminded me of it. It was something funny that happened at home this week. Um, I watched that sci-fi show Face Off that's about makeup art. Uh, oh, tall, cool. Hollywood yeah. makeup art stuff. And I, I don't even know why, but I'm really into it.
3: It's cool. And it?
1: there was this guy who picked a uh, an object that had to be the 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 makeup had to be based on the object, and he pasted. Picked a very steampunky-looking object that had gears and old-timey stuff all over it. Very steampunk. And when he did went to go do his costume, he uh, was like, I'm going to work in these circles that interlock with each other to make it look old-timey, like this thing. And that's how he said it. And my fiance <laughs> was walking out of the room at that moment to go to the bathroom, and all she heard me utter under my breath was, they're fucking gears, you asshole. <laughs> As I'm talking to the TV. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they interlock together.
1: And she goes, I am like, what's the matter? I'm like, he just doesn't know what he steampunk is, yeah. and it really makes me angry. She's yeah. like, did you really need to swear at the TV? Uh. I'm like, Yes. 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 You didn't did. know what gears were. They were circles that interlocked into each other. It's
3: mechanics. <laughs> I
1: mean, at the Even very if you know least, what Steampunk is, yeah, what are gears? Come on.
3: But yeah, just come on. They're in down. your
1: watch. They're in your clock.
3: No, yeah, but all, his watch and his clock are on his. Digital,
1: yeah. iPhone, yeah. yeah he tried to do digital Steampunk and failed. But yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, yeah. so you have the next
3: uh, web dropping. Oh, yeah. So this one is um, apartment fire blamed on pigeon with a lit cigarette. Uh, all right.
1: I have not read this one. All
3: right, so here's... Okay, I'm going to tell you what really happened, and then we can kind of... I don't know. I'm going to start, like, guessing why this pigeon was doing this. I'm guessing this, this pigeon just liked to, to smoke, a, smoke a cigarette every now and again. Uh, firefighters in London said that they believe an apartment fire was started by a pigeon bringing a lit cigarette to its rooftop nest. So the, <laughs> the London Fire Brigade showed up. Wow. <laughs> they showed up, and... I mean, that's, that's addiction for you. Cigarettes are bad, everybody. Okay, that's what they can do. A pigeon needs its fix so bad that it burns a house down, a London apartment. That wouldn't happen it was with down. those
1: vape cigarettes.
3: Exactly, like the new electronic yeah, ones. Yeah, I, on. I, I hope. I hope the next thing I read is, uh, pigeon smoking e-cigarettes uh, lives safely atop rooftop. Yeah, like that's what I want to hear. That would sound like nice closure, and and you could put that in a in an ad. You know, for the e-cigarettes, yeah. uh, and people be like, "Hey, guess what? It's it's great. This this pigeon over here I've burned down a whole apartment complex." It would be a
1: madman style or mad men, not yeah. like style ad, like you know, fifty style. Oh yeah, painted drawing. Like yeah,
3: the 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 and, illustrator it, trying to make yeah. it look
1: sexy. Yeah. Pigeons holding the it. Pigeon
3: claws. Mm-hmm. Pause. Yeah, <laughs> <Claws, laughs> you're right. Claws. Oh, you said claws. claws. Oh, yeah, claws. <laughs> I thought you said paws. I was like, paws. all right, we're we're messing up flocks and herds. We're also gonna mess <laughs> up the actual that uh, the. the the paws and claws of, yeah. of various creatures well, you, not... but you said claws okay yeah, it's so. a west
1: side story style gang <laughs> of pigeons, <laughs> pigeons. <laughs> smoking e-cigarettes smoking
3: e-cigarettes yep. oh that makes you tough yeah. um so they uh, the london fire brigade showed up and they couldn't understand why this place burned down they couldn't find any natural causes and like outside like even intentional causes um and they like they were talking to neighbors and said they saw these pigeons flying in and out of this like hole in the roof so they went to the top of the building and they saw that there was still like a, like a smoldering, they, they realized that this, there was like a smoldering cigarette that was the cause of the whole thing. It started okay. this, it, it started the nest on fire, which then started the roof on fire. And I'm pretty sure when you start roof on fire, you know, really, you know, it's like, not a like, good thing. The roof is on fire. is not generally really a good they thing.
1: They couldn't figure out like where it came from when the fire clearly came from one central spot Stairs? like well, I,
3: I don't know. I mean, like I think eventually they clearly did. And but... who are
1: these neighbors staring at their neighbor's house so intently yeah, that they noticed the smoking, pigeon activity smoking their cigarettes? When I'm not <laughs> masturbating to the woman in seven C undressing at night, I'm just I'm watching, watching, watching my apartment. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm watching the pigeons and I'm watching their apartment burn down. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, watching a watching a pigeon smoke a cigarette. I is... think
1: what we could take away from this story is everyone in that building is lucky to have moved out because there's a creepy neighbor across <laughs> the street. <laughs> He's in his loft and or what is it? His flat. His flat. Yeah. 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 We learned a lot of new British words this week. And yeah,
3: uh, I actually thought this one was uh, especially nice because animals, it ties in. It's British, the UK, UK. It's the yeah. Um, this one especially. Do we have a
1: superhero really nice. in any of our further stories. I mean, if we could bring this all around, like I don't think we do that. I don't think
3: we do. actually. No, we'll just have to make well, something up. At the honestly, end. but you know the 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 pigeon in the future that smokes an e cigarette is is my hero from yes. from here on out because if that. Had been an e-cigarette, it just would have blinked out and run out of whatever it is that e-cigarettes run on.
1: That's a pigeon that hates its kids. <laughs> Think about it; it's yeah. making a nest. Like this is where your children live. Like I didn't build my car- uh, apartment out of crack needles. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or crack needles. Wow, I know my <laughs> drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was like that was yeah. like the most like upper middle class upper yeah. white like. <laughs> drug reference. Yeah, Don't be smoking your crack needles. He's
3: he's snorting
1: his marijuana
3: and <laughs> he's shooting up his crack smoking his crack needles.
1: Yeah. Uh okay. So um, let's you know, move into it's, my next story. You know, Are you good. wrapped up? Are we no, cool I, I think that's it.
3: We just you just uh just beware if you have pigeons and you like to smoke, apparently so do pigeons. So uh put out your this okay actually here here it is. Um the incident is a great example of why it's important to put out your cigarettes out fully. You never know what might become of your smoldering butts. That is actually a quote. So
1: All right, fair enough. All right, next web dropping. Um, talking Parrot helps police solve mysterious great. murder cases. Bird to
3: bird. We're really doing some cool theming here. We're, we're, like, doing segues accidentally. This
1: actually comes after another story that I had read, but we didn't cover in the show. Um, it's really great that we have an animal theme this week because we get to bring all these out. But um, this, there was also a story last week about a parrot that uh, ratted out its owner for a DUI. Oh, dear. Uh, I, I don't have the story in front of me, so I don't want to get into the details. Yeah, fucking, drunk. Up, but,
3: fucking drunk. Fucking <laughs> drunk. Piece <laughs> of shit. Fucking drunk. Make the parrot drive for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how it <laughs> happened. It's like they got pulled over and be like, Brap. like, please show me your license and registration. I'm a, you apparently don't have one because yeah. you are a parrot. Correct. Fucking drunk. So, what's this one, though?
1: Um, this story actually comes out of India. Um, our Agra, huh. India. Sorry, I'm not sure on the pronunciation. Uh, A-G-R-A, Agra, India. Yeah, we almost India. covered
3: this last week, because I remember both yeah, of us... Yeah, this was a holdover from last yeah. week that didn't make it into the show, and it it's kind of so nice good. It was so we works. gotta bring it into this one. So.
1: Yeah, um, on February 20th, um, Neelam Sharma and her pet dog were found murdered in India, and the police were baffled by the case until they got a tip from the husband. Um, After the murder, Sharma noticed that... Would I, would I, sorry. Whenever his nephew... Ashutosh visited his home or was mentioned, Hercules, the parrot, changed his behavior. During discussions, too, whenever the, uh, Ashutosh's name was mentioned, that's the son, the parrot would start screeching. This raised suspicion, and I informed the police, uh, Sharma told the Times of India. Uh, the police then de- detained Ashutosh... God, I think I'm pronouncing his name different every uh, single time yeah. I'm saying
3: <laughs> it. we just—we just, like, we're just like, called Bob. <laughs> yeah. From now on, I'll just overdub it with the right thing again. We'll just yeah. have one Google. Yeah. Google robot will say everything. Police detained t- t- t-
1: Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, who then quickly confessed to murdering his aunt and her dog. Oh, it was the nephew. Sorry, not son. Um, and yes. basically the parrot was the one who ratted him out because of the way he got agitated every time this nephew was around yeah like, it was it he was, was stricken by what he saw in yeah. the murder and then was like scared of the guy yeah. oh shit yeah and the police were actually able to create a case out of this don't
3: count me i assume that's the way parrots talk
1: yeah that's... he uh he accepted his crime and confessed to everything um basically he walked into the house intending on rob- robbing her and in the process ended up murdering her um with an axe what <laughs> Well That's he killed the, terrible. Yeah, he killed the axe because it wouldn't stop barking after he killed the owner. And apparently the pets were very disturbed by this murder. I mean the dog wouldn't stop barking, the parrot got jitters. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's quite the it's not a it's not a funny story really, but at the same time, but yay for I, animals I, speaking of well, using their own body language and solving a murder. I'm very I, proud of it.
3: But you know what? I I wanna put the M night Shyamalan twist on this. It was the parrot that murdered everybody. Uh, I don't know how he got the... Uh, and then ratted out the nephew? Yeah, and, and, and framed the nephew. Uh, I like this. To the point where the finally they got to like the, the police officers, like the, the station, they were like, we know you did it! And finally the, they realized it was going to be better for them to, to strike a plea bargain and be like, you know what, I did! Even though they, they knew that they didn't. But They were like, well, all the fucking evidence is stacked against me. The reason it was stacked so much against them is a smart fucking parrot. That's all there is to it. It was the parrot that did it. This is M Night Shyamalan twist. That's all there is to it. So, you know. yeah. Okay.
1: I think that ends our uh, web droppings for this week. Um, I think before we uh, move on to our uh, Twitter and five star reviews, we should probably do a quick correction.
3: Oh um, well, yeah. I mean, the I I, I was uh, I have to admit that while you were doing some of your talking, Scott, I checked out uh, ferret hand jobs. Yeah, ferrethandjobs.com. Um, yeah, one turned, of our sponsors. Yeah, sorry. It it actually turns out it's Ferreth and Jobs. It's a I think a like a law, oh, a oh, law it's a, firm.
1: Yeah, a consulting yeah. site. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry It's very unfortunate hand, sorry. that their I'm URL sorry. is a Handjobs. Yeah.
3: No, site. no, because I read it and I was like, "Oh, I I got excited the reason we accepted them like right off the bat, we have tons of sponsors like lined up every week." Yeah, it sounds
1: wrong now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: cuz so we, the reason we chose them as a co-sponsor is because we we're like, "Oh, this is like animal related." I thought it was really terrible. Like, why would you want to? They, they have sharp claws. And, uh,
1: Jerry, I got some bad news for you, too. What's um, that? Well, while you were talking during one of your segments. I actually uh-huh. looked up uh, Mammoth
3: Erections. Okay. What, what is that supposed to mean then?
1: Um, Actually, it means Mammoth Erections. Um, specifically, <laughs> okay. it's a company that does scaffolding work for large projects, large structure projects. It erects. It mammoth. Yeah, yeah. Mammoth Erections. It, it's spot on. Just. Misleading. So, okay. if anyone else, so was neither of these away,
3: were actually animal related. No, neither one had anything to do with animals, except um, for the mascot, I guess. But yeah.
1: Um, yeah so um, this week we actually have a five star review, and we'd like everyone to know that uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you leave us a five star review on iTunes, we will read whatever you write. Um, you can. Shout this
3: out, is this is proof that we will read. Th- this one ever... is actually
1: proof. But um, just to let you know, um, you can shout out your own podcast. Your own show, your own webpage, your comic that's coming just out, your film, us. or you can just talk dirty and be weird. Uh, like this week's chair, I believe this is someone you know. So, yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, go for it. You want me to? You, you can read this one. Mmm, okay. uh,
3: yes. Crisp, refreshing, satisfying. <laughs> Not going to lie. I creamed my jeans. Cream.
0: Well, I'm sure oh, Hilarious and
3: inappropriate. What more could you ask for? These two have some solid chemistry. I'm sure they've pleasured each other. If not, they've at least made
2: out. Made out. Out, wherever out! Wherever they're putting their dicks, it's working well. <laughs> Keep up the hilarious guy.
3: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I, did,
2: I, I, did add, I did add some
3: tiddly he, etc. Oh, yeah. I, I know this person. I know that's exactly how she talks.
1: So. Okay. <laughs> um, I got to say, I'm fine with it. I mean, as long as we're getting the five-star reviews, keep them rolling we we,
3: we promise whatever you write. This isn't coming from us. We are very appropriate individuals. We don't necessarily condone this kind of behavior. I got to
1: say, on, the, on our first episode with an interview and with a high-profile one that deals with Marvel mm-hmm. and all of our other series subject matter, Way to bring it down, yeah. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> way to bring it down. We might even get some blog attention for this if it gets picked up somewhere. And yeah, but guess way what? Way to bring it down. This will
3: prove if anybody listens to the uh, to the end of the podcast because they'll be like, everything was great until they talked about the creaming of the mom jeans. Exactly. And if you
1: stop listening early, it was like
3: it was like you know Louis C.K. Yeah, clearly. Um,
1: he had clearly a... I have his autograph on my wall. I met him last yeah. year. Oh, I
3: fucking hate you. For I that know. Hey,
1: to I told you he was there. After After. he was there,
3: (laughs) he knew he was my favorite human being on the fucking planet. There
1: may be one. There may be one giant regret in my life is that I didn't call you sooner. Because yeah, um, for anyone who doesn't know this, I met Louis C.K. last year. Um, He signed an autograph for me. It's forty seconds from
3: my house. He told me after he left that he was like, "Hey, Louis C.K. was here. Remember that guy?" I'm like, "Yeah, that guy." That. So anyway, one of the things (laughs) Louis C.K. in one of his pieces talks about how if you, you like. Every time you post something on Facebook, like a video of your stupid kids or whatever, you're just going to get a bunch of like, oh my God, so great, ask future stars born. But he was talking about, he was actually challenging people to take like a like 30 seconds worth of footage of your kid performing mm-hmm. and then the other two minutes of just your asshole. And <laughs> because he's like, nobody's going to actually watch that far. So I'm guessing, you know, people will be like, yeah, I love the fact that they interviewed, you know, Sally Bend and they had a great thing and, you know, I... Kudos to our fans that actually listened this far and know that we went over the top with our five-star review. We kept it pretty tame until then. Yeah, we really did. So, uh, I, right. I mean, on that note, you want to let's let's go out with uh, some Twitter stuff. Um, yeah, you can find uh,
1: both of us, but I'm the one who actually runs the account at The at Home on Twitter, and you can find Jer at yeah,
3: I'm at at Sonic Jalopy. I post, uh, you know, I'll retweet. The Lost at Home stuff and occasionally some of my own little personal random music stuff and things like that. So, yeah, and if you want to uh,
1: hit us up on either of those accounts to uh, give us show note, uh, show suggestions, uh, let us know what you think of the show. Yeah. We've got a um, uh, Facebook page now, to too. We've got a we Facebook
3: thing, right? So uh,
1: Yeah, we got a Facebook page up. It's the Lost at Home podcast, yeah. and uh, we'd appreciate it if people went there and liked it. Um, it's getting a lot of attention today. And hopefully a lot more this week. And now and that We'll it's... pay
3: attention to that, too. If you if you shout exactly. out now... something out on that and you're like, hey, check this link out. Something that might not fit on Twitter We're or also just gonna... want to swear at us or whatever, that's fine. We're yeah. also going
1: to post a lot more links on that. Um, stuff we talk about during the show, we'll post some of the stories, some of the videos, some of the audio. Uh, look for that all through the week. Yeah, and I don't want to
3: give anything to, like too much away or make any huge promises down the line, but like... Uh, we are looking to get everybody a little bit more interactive. That's why we're sh- shouting out all these social things because down the line, hopefully, as we get more listeners that are a little bit more interactive, we're going to have some, you know, contests and some giveaways and things like that. Not necessarily in the near future, but down the line for sure. So uh, yeah, we keep, definitely want to get up. more
1: interactive with our audience. So definitely hit us up on Twitter. Definitely uh, write on our Facebook yep. page. Five
3: star reviews, we'll read them out. And uh, yeah, there we go.
1: And I guess that's about it.
3: All, all right.
1: right, everyone, have a great week.
3: Thank you very much.
0: Ooga, ooga. Ah!